Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Send the tweets. Send the hot takes at Ken Carmen C-A-R-M-A-N. It's a damn shame, America. It's a damn shame that what you watched last night really has no meaning on the NBA Finals. It has absolutely no bearing on what is going to happen in the NBA Finals. And let me say this from the bottom of my heart. And you won't believe me because I'm but a simple Midwestern boy but I absolutely love the Portland Trailblazers and have for some time. If I'm picking a Western Conference team, it's always been the Trailblazers, even through the Jailblazers, even through all the way back to Clyde Drexler. Going back to those days, I've always loved the Trailblazers. To watch these two teams last night battle it out through four OTs to 141-37 was some of the most fun. If you were up for it, and some people weren't, obviously, if you were up for it, some of the most fun that you're going to see in the NBA. Dame Lillard leading the way, but really C.J. McCollum taking over in this game, playing 60 minutes of basketball. On the other side, when you have Jokic and you have Murray and you have what you have with Harris, you are able to take care of that business. And so to love what I saw from Gary Harris last night, to love what I saw from everybody last night, just being able to push through for 65 for Nikola Jokic, for everybody who needs to put it together for the Denver Nuggets. It made me feel bad for Denver losing last night. But I got to tell you, I just love this Portland team. Let's go over the final call. Hit it. He throws a baseball pass the length of the floor. It's stolen by CJ. He throws it in the air, and the Blazers win. The Blazers win in four overtime, 140 to 137. In one of the most remarkable games I have ever seen. The Blazers win it in four overtime. Like, listen, I, I know that when I look at the Denver Nuggets, and you'll say, well, Kenny only had 13 points. I love what Gary Harris was trying to do throughout the game. I love that he dispersed. I love that Jamal Murray was able to take over. Obviously, old-style basketball. And I know, yeah, Yogi can take threes and, and, and do other things. I know he's a big guy, and some people seem to underrate him. And I don't know why he's underrated. But to do what he's able to do inside out, I think, is some of the best athleticism we are going to see in the NBA Finals. You have guys who are 6'8", who can fly up and down the floor, who can do those type of little things that need to be done. When you see a 7-footer able to get down, get dirty, play defense – play defense the best way he possibly can, rebound inside, and take threes. It almost hurts so bad to actually pull for the Portland Trailblazers. But there's always that feeling because we see this in modern life. We're seeing this, by the way, in, in, in our social lives, by the way. 
and you're not noticing what's going on in America right now with somebody winning 22 games in a row now at Jeopardy, where you say you want parity, but here we are. You say you want other people to have the share, but here we are. Jeopardy ratings as high as they've ever been. Why are they the highest they've ever been? Because you can't get enough of a guy that you love to hate. You can't get enough of a guy that you see every single night on Jeopardy that you love to hate, who continuously pounds opponents into oblivion. And you sit there and hope strangers you've never met and never will meet again will somehow be able to trip this guy up. The smugness, the smile, the anger that it causes, you tune into Jeopardy, and you can see by the ratings. In Buffalo, New York, it's pulling in an 18 rating. It's the highest of the week for any program locally in its time slot or throughout the entire day all week long. That's just in Buffalo. So you tell me you want parity, but we watch things like that because we want to see dominance and we want to beat dominance. And I see the same thing with the Portland Trailblazers, and it kills me that it still probably won't matter. That C.J. McCollum will take over and do his business throughout this series against the Denver Nuggets. That these guys, and Dame Lillard is the little guy's hero for everybody else in America who hates the Golden State Warriors. And it just doesn't seem to matter. You tried to love James Harden. James Harden bitches way too much. More on him in a second. You tried to love Chris Paul. Chris Paul bitches too much and is injured too much in the postseason. Russell Westbrook. I tried to love Russell Westbrook. You have two. But when it comes down to it, it's just not enough by Russell Westbrook, and it's not enough by Oklahoma City. Out East, I don't know if you really feel any way towards the Celtics or feel any way towards the Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe there's something with Giannis. I got to give you that. Maybe there's some sort of a pull there with Milwaukee. I'm not sure about Philadelphia, I think, has become annoying to some certain degrees. I think Toronto, there's just some difference there with Lowry and some difference there with we don't know what the future is going to be with Kawhi Leonard. But, boy, we've watched this Portland Trailblazers team. And from the disappointment last year to coming through this year, Ferenis Cantor playing with basically one arm, through Dame Lillard trying to lead them through, and then C.J. McCollum taking over in this game. I mentioned the business of it and taking care of it. I love what Portland has done, and I love that this has become the darlings of every other NBA fan out there. I love that this has become the team that you try to hope, well, maybe because of the lineup, maybe because of the way that they play, maybe if, if, if Ennis can get healthier as time goes on, even though that seems to be faulty logic, maybe if these guys can get healthy as, as the series goes on, even though it took four overtimes to put things away and Ennis Kander played 56 minutes in this game, maybe they'll be able to get over the hump. Because why? Because you say you love parity, but you hate it. You want one team to hate, and that's Golden State, unless you absolutely love Golden State, and it's turning into the minority. Because we feast on their drama. We feast on what's going on with that basketball team. We feast on on the possibility of of Kevin Durant leaving and going to New York or going to Brooklyn. We feast on Draymond Green causing problems with this team. We feast on whether or not that Steph Curry is going to be able to be able to take through physically what he needs to do for this Golden State team. We feast on those things because we want that failure. We die for that failure. We want to see a tremendously talented team that has dominated the NBA over the last handful of years lose because we don't like parity. 
There's a reason we still watch Alabama. There's a reason why we still hate the Yankees, and they haven't won a World Series in a while, or the Red Sox. We don't like dynasties. There's a reason we go against the Patriots, because we want to hate them, because we want to be them, and it makes it that much better when you beat them. I made fun of Tom just a couple of weeks ago. Tom remembers. Who would you rather beat in an AFC championship? What's going to be better? I know that a championship's a championship. Okay, got it. Uh Uh-huh, sure. If you beat Kansas City, yeah, you still get to go to the Super Bowl. If you beat the Patriots, that's a something. You get to go to the Super Bowl, and you beat the freaking Patriots. When you win an NBA Finals, it isn't just you win an NBA Finals. You could possibly do it over the Golden State Warriors. If the Portland Trailblazers were somehow able to make it work against the Golden State Warriors, this is only a 2-1 series right now, so I don't want to put the cart before the horse, please. But if you get to that level... You didn't just get out of the Western Conference Finals to go to the NBA Finals. You beat the Golden State freaking Warriors to do it. I brought this up earlier this week with the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Some people couldn't believe me. And I brought up Jerry West. Jerry West won a championship in 1972 over the New York Knicks, not over the L.A. Lakers. And if you watch an ESPN 30 for 30 or you just read any interview with Jerry West, Jerry West was obsessed with beating the Boston Celtics, and he never got to do it. And he himself said a championship was great, but it wasn't beating Boston. It's an obsession to beat dynasties. It's an obsession in competitors to do it. And I see that in Dame Lillard. I see that the way he leads the Portland Trailblazers, and I want to see that in the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, Denver. I'm sorry, Nicola. I'm sorry. I know you're you're such a fun center to watch, and you can play such great, complete basketball in an era like we haven't seen now. I really, really wish I could root for you. But Dame's become my darling. Dame's become the hope for the rest of America that wants to see Golden State fail. We say we want parity. But you're not watching Jeopardy the way you used to watch Jeopardy. You say you want everybody to have their fair share, but we always tell the success stories of the billionaires. We don't tell the success stories of the guys who just run a nice small business that we never heard of. And you say you want everybody else to get their shot at the title. You want yours. What you really mean is you want yours against the very best. And you want yours against the very best. Talking about the... Golden State Warriors, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Another thing bothering me today, and it's really been all week. I've been kind of brooding over it all week. I want to hear Draymond Green. Is this after game one, Tom? Is this after game one with Draymond Green? Yeah, this is after Draymond Green, after game one, uh, in the post game about the refs against the Houston Rockets. Go. Is that what this game is coming to? That, you know, the talk is going to be about foul calls? Like, I love the game of basketball, so... Um, you know, it was fun out there tonight. Like I said, they let us be physical. They let us play the game of basketball, which I enjoyed. I didn't really worry about a technical foul. I know I'm supposed to hate Draymond Green because everybody else does. I I kind of agree with him. (laughs) And I can't believe I see Draymond's point. Seeing what happened in game one, it caused me to ask a bunch of questions. Questions of James Harden, even though his stats are right there measured in this series so far in two games, right there measured against Kevin Durant. He's doing a bunch. He's doing what's needed by the Houston Rockets. And they're losing tight games. And they're right there, and there's a possibility in game three, back at home, back in Houston, there's a way that they could try to get back into this series. It's not an over-series just yet. But the overriding factor, what became the overriding theme after that game? Yeah, Chris Paul bumps an official. 
James Harden is more than upset with the officiating. Calls that he got during the regular season, the referees decided they're going to let him play. And I wonder whether or not are you adjusting yourself to your opponent being an MVP or are they adjusting to you because there's a difference with an MVP caliber player? Are you doing it to get a call because you can't really break through against a Golden State team that has been decimated a little bit, not decimated, but hurt a little bit by injury, that has had their problems dramatically, even though I think some of that is overridden by the NBA, just to try to find some sort of a talking point? A couple of weeks ago, we thought that Golden State was possibly crumbling. They're not crumbling. They're Golden State Warriors. But when Draymond Green brings up a problem with the referees, I can't help but agree. And the problem with the referees is because it's not just the refs. It's not just, well, the refereeing is poor. I wonder whether or not the refereeing has been, the officiating has been poor over the last couple of weeks. And really over the last couple of years. Or if we've just created it. Chris Paul lost his mind. Everyone else is losing his mind. And I keep wondering, I know that we need replay now that we have the technology. I know once we've opened up the box, we can't go back. But you wanted replay, and now you got it. And what replay has done is it has fixed some wrongs. It has it has made some wrongs right. But it's also provided justification for not knowing what we knew now and to give us what we know now and to know that we can freak out over it. Before, when there were bad calls, you could just have your coach go out there in postgame and rip the officials, and he'd pay a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 fine, and you would buy calls for game two or game three or game four. It's an old adage in the NBA. You want to get calls? You're going to have to pay for those calls. You buy the calls for your team for the next game. A time-honored tradition among head coaches in the NBA. But before, we were angry, we moved on. Yeah, you got angry back in the 80s about non-calls, about blocks and charges and the whatnot and the hand check. You got angry about that. Johnny Most used to be so upset about it. Used to be angry in the 90s. Used to be angry in the 2000s. Then replay comes in full force in the NBA and the NFL. For Major League Baseball, it seems to actually be working a little bit, but nobody wants to recognize that because they just want to talk about the pace of play. But in Major League Baseball, it seems to be working. But in the NFL and in the NBA... Are we watching what needs to be fixed, or are we watching to try to find a problem? And if we're trying to find a problem, who are we blaming? It's not refer- It's not replay. It's not ourselves. It's officials. It's not the team. It's not the poor play. It's officials. And because of replay, we are more embedded in what we've ever thought before because now we can come out on the other side and be right about it. Or when we're not, even though what the officiating shows us, what the replay shows us about officiating is going to be 100% the right way, we are overwhelmed with upset feelings. Before, we were angry about it. Replay has made us dwell on it. It's the same in the NFL. You did this last year with Nikel Roby Coleman in the non-call that happened in the NFC Championship game. Well, Ken, that was egregious. Uh-huh. And we threaten to get people fired, and we change rules, and we'll see how it goes this year. Take a long game, make it even longer. Great. And a game that's supposed to be fast-paced and supposed to have fury. And we take the NBA, and now that we know what we're missing, we're more upset than we've ever been before. And I wonder, has the officiating actually gotten worse, or have we made things worse for the officials? 855-2124-CBS. I love what the Blazers are doing. I know that Denver's not out of it. I just have to go with the best shot 
to beat the Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, Denver. I apologize. I'm already out on Houston, if that makes you feel any better. I don't think that they have the backbone to take up against Golden State. So, Denver, I'm sorry. But also with the officiating, is there a problem and how do we fix it? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweet, send them out at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Got Colin Ward-Henninger going to join us coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk NBA with him. Also, who's on notice for 2019? Some of the better teams. And coming up at 1240, and I'm just going to admit this freely. I saw Bill Ryder do it earlier in the week, and I go, you know what? want to do that, too. So we have the NFL Power Rankings post-draft for 2019, and the great Jeff Risden will join us here in about 40 minutes uh, from USA Today, Browns, Lions, Wire. We'll talk to him about the NFL draft and also what's coming up in 2020, who he thinks should be the number one overall pick in 2020, and yes, whether or not teams should be tanking. I'm looking at you, Miami. I'm looking at you, Oakland, even though I don't think John Gruden really wants to do that business. I'm looking at a couple of teams in the NFL. 855-2124-CBS. So we got a lot going on today. I-, I think that we do have a problem with referees. I think we do have a problem with officiating. I, I think that we've we've created it. I think it's been our problem. And so I I think it's easy when we look back and we say that, well, gosh, it's all the ref's fault. We've become an anger culture. Twitter has changed what we get into. Facebook, social media has changed what we do. There are people who basically make their entire living, and I'm not talking about racism. I'm not talking about sexism. I'm not talking about a lot of things that are serious social uh, social problems. I'm not even getting into that. But there are people who make an entire living or try to make an entire living out, out of being outraged, out of being outraged over things that we used to never get outraged about and we really shouldn't be outraged about because we have way more important problems to be outraged about, like racism and sexism and class warfare and so on. We, there actually are things to be upset about. But when we go to sports and things like this happen, now that we all have a voice and that can be a good or a very bad thing, then it puts pressure on things. If there's no Twitter or nor Facebook and that type of play happens with Nikel Roby Coleman in the NFC Championship game, I don't think that gets changed. I don't think that you have replay of pass interference now or whether or not it was pass interference now. I don't think you have that. And I look at the NBA and I got players bumping into officials. You have Chris Paul, who's more than upset, basically crying during these games. James Harden doing the same thing, adjusting the way he plays to try to do that. And the whole time I sit there and go, gosh, these are these are four point losses. These are these are these are tight ball games. If you had any backbone, Houston, God, you'd probably have a one one series right now. You got some of the horses. You got what you need. But we want to blame the officials. And we have replay. We have social media that goes with that replay. And we're outraged over it. And yeah, the officiating is poor. I guarantee you that. They're more afraid to make mistakes than they have ever made in the past. I think that they're less focused on what they need to do than they've ever been in the past. This is both football and basketball. I think they're less focused than they've ever been in the past because they're so afraid of messing up. I think it's a case where they hold on too tightly. Because they know the second one of them messes up before, we'd be mad, and then we'd just move on with the game. There might be some sort of an outrage here or there, or some people who are angry for that moment. 
But we'd be mad and we, and we bitch to each other and yell at each other in the living room. And, Can you believe what we saw? And then we move on with our day. All right, you got to figure out a way to win. Obviously, we're not going to get the calls we want today. So you guys got to figure out a way to win. Y- you had to do what needed to be done. Now, well, everybody's a victim. Well, who are they a victim of? The big bad refs. Why? Oh, replay. Because now we look for things that are wrong during replays instead of correcting what the original thing that we thought was wrong was in the first place. And I will say, the sport that people give it the most guff for, baseball, baseball seems to work. There's a lot of things. You either is or you ain't. And if you is, you're safe. And if you ain't, you're out. And it seems to be working for them. Got to admit that. Some of the the home run calls here and there are a little bit sketchy. Some of the stuff we get angry about is just because you know that guys would have been safe before and now they're out, but you have a replay. But it works, and we move on with the game. We try to do it in a timely manner. The only thing that we complain about is the time of the game that it happens. But in the other two sports, complaining and moaning and this victim type of attitude over here. Oh, my God, I've worked so hard all week, and the refs got at us. That's why I was going after the Saints earlier a couple months ago. That's why I went after the Saints right after the NFC Championship game. You're really going to give me that type of moment when you had an overtime left? We're going to do victimizing here? Sean Payton in the NFL in a game that you were supposed to rise up and overcome these challenges in the ultimate team game? Well, gosh, I just can't believe the refs put the boots to us even though we had an overtime after that. I'm serious. If this happens 20 years ago, there's no change. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media can be a wonderful thing. It can also be a sea of great change. It can also be a sea of stupidity. And I think what we saw there and what we're watching right now in the Western Conference Finals and the complaining that's going on, I can't believe I'm saying it. I agree with Draymond Green. And Draymond Green and officials do not get along whatsoever. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Got some people on hold. We'll get to you guys when we come back. All your calls when we come back. Jeff Risden coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, if they're not adjusting to you, are you really the MVP? This is the Ken Carmen Show. Jeff Risden in just over 20 minutes, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Also, reminding you, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, that number again, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Also, at high noon Eastern, Reggie Bush is doing God's work for college football. I'll get to that at noon Eastern because he's doing something and I am in full support of that man and what he's trying to do for the 2019 USC season. We'll get to that coming up then. Uh, I, I, I got a couple of tweets here and one of them I thought was actually absolutely perfect. Kenneth Baker, Ken, listening to the CBS show. Remember there are a lot of moving parts in basketball and football. Baseball is more isolated one-on-one. So the complaints don't come as much. That's absolutely true. 100% 100% true. I, th- I think it works in baseball because of that natural thought. Replay and officiate, I think it's the strike zone. It's hurt the strike zone. It's hurt, it's hurt balls and strikes. You've seen more guys get thrown out for, for arguing balls and strikes. I still don't know if I want Joe West 5000, a robot, calling balls and strikes. I, I still worry about that because there is some cat and mouse between a pitcher and a hitter, and I think that that adds some fun to the game. But if guys are just going to sit dead red and wait for one to come right down the middle, what are we really doing here in the first place? 
So maybe a robot might make it better. I, I still am not sure on that, but my first thought is no. But I think in all those other ones, Kenneth, I think you're right. It, it is more isolationist. In basketball and baseball, or basketball and football, it's absolutely harder. 100% harder. But it seems to be where there was a time where we understood that, and Kenneth understands that. And I think as a populist, we understood it. Like, hey, man, there's a lot of things going on. It's a bang-bang play. It happens. Sometimes you're going to get calls to go your way. Sometimes you're not. And there were times where we were upset. And, yeah, there were people or fan bases who thought that the refs were always against them. But now, because we do have replay, and now we look for problems in replay that we weren't even originally looking for. Hello, Jesse James, Pittsburgh. Now that we do that, and now that we have social media, which social media absolutely played a role into the fallout of what happened in the NFC Championship game, or technically what didn't happen in the NFC Championship game. Now that we are outraged all the time, I think it's had that big of a negative negative effect on officiating. I think officials are more nervous than they've ever been before. I think that they are, again, losing focus because of that nervousness, because they know that there's something in the back there every single time that's going to watch over them. And the old-style guys, yeah, they're not bothered as much. They don't care about going to the monitor as much. But when you start to bring in new guys, like the NFL has tried to do, like what the NBA has tried to do, it's bothersome. You have more guys who, who are on social media. And so we say, well, it affects change. It affects change for the better. I don't know if it really does. There were certain things that we just understand. There are certain towns that you don't drive through because they're a speed trap. There are certain referees you know you can get away with on certain things than you can with others. There are certain refs that you knew. Now we have replay. Everything's put out there, and we say, well, this is better. This is, this is a watchdog-type mentality over everything. I don't know if it is. I got Chris Paul. Again, he's bumping refs, and I can't believe it. It's forced this topsy-turvy land where Draymond Green and referees have never gotten along from Michigan State to Golden State. It's never happened. But he's saying things I agree with. We're talking about refs. This was a four-point game in game one. Still single digits, I believe, in game two. And I think the focus has been turned around on refs. And I'm watching a Houston team, and I know people in Houston might be defensive over this, but I think you're seeing the same thing. I'm watching a Houston team that I think is more worried about whether or not they're going to get calls than whether or not they're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Ken in Louisiana. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Well, thank you for taking my call, sir. Glad to have uh, you, Ken. No, yeah, nobody's beating Golden State for many reasons. Uh, well, number one, uh, uh, the Houston Rockets, where has Capella been? Chris Paul, where have they been? Eight, Bingo. Both of them. Bingo. Not be, I, I won't be surprised they get swept, okay? Now, Portland, uh, Denver, they might get one or two games, but they're not going to beat them in the seven-game series. Uh, Ante Kupo, he's good. He's a great player, but they don't have enough to beat the Warriors. They can't shoot. People make a mistake and say, oh, we can shoot with the Warriors. No, you can't. Because they can have two guys have a bad night and still beat you by 15. And they got a bench. And they play defense. They're one of the most underrated teams in the NBA is the Golden State Warriors defense. They do it when it counts. That's what separates them from any team for the last three years in the NBA. And then you got the X Factor KD, who in Game Three and look out tonight, Game Three in the playoffs he has been spectacular. In Game Threes on the road, check it out. 
Oh, Ken, Ken, I agree with you so much. Continue. Go finish it up. I can go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. In game three, in game three, Kevin Durant is sensational and just take it, put it on his back, give it to me. Uh, Stephen Curry and uh, Clay Thompson, not making no excuses, but they're not 100%. They've had bad games. The first two games, bad. Look for them to come out tonight as well. Well, see, it's that's just, where that's Ken, 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 and I, and Ken, because I, I want to get to Dan, and I thank you very much for the call. I, I agreed with basically everything you said. I don't need to make excuses for for uh, Clay Thompson and for Steph Curry. I, I know that everybody's banged up. I know Chris Paul's banged up. Everybody's banged up. I think that they'll be able to be better over time. Some guys are able to find it, and obviously, I'm not going to sit there and question Steph Curry because he's been able to find it in the past. So I'm not questioning that. But when you bring up Houston, I think you're absolutely right. And I wonder whether or not that tonight tonight tells some sort of a different story. You're two games down in a series. You're playing at home. Are you going to rise up and overcome? Or are you going to sit there and complain about the refs all night? You know, which one are you going to do? Because, again, Golden State, and I've brought this up numerous times, I don't like Golden State. I want somebody to beat Golden State. I'm in Cleveland, man. I don't want Golden State to win, even though it does make Cleveland's Championship in 2016 better, so I'm a little bit torn here personally and emotionally. However, I I don't like Golden State. I'm not a fan, but i got to give proper respect. And when people are freaking out, yeah, Kevin Durant calling out guys in the media doesn't seem to be the right thing to do. Seems to be pretty petty, seems to be pretty childish. And so people, well, that's the reason why Golden State's starting to come apart at the seams. Well, my goodness, now you have Steph Curry who's hurt. Now, my goodness, you have Draymond Green who's getting into it with, with Kevin Durant. Maybe there's going to be problems there. And I looked at that. Well, you looked at the schedule and you saw their type of schedule that they had and the win-loss record that they had. Well, if this is not the same type of domination we've seen from Golden State, no kidding. These guys have played another, what, two seasons in the postseason or a season in the postseason on top of what they've played over the last five years? Of course there's not going to be that much. The minutes are incredible. Yes, they're going to take some off during the regular season. The Cavaliers did it for four straight years to get to the NBA Finals with LeBron James. Nobody questions that. Oh, they're a four-seed or a five-seed. But when you're better in the postseason, when it really matters, that's the difference. And Golden State was nowhere near a four-seed or a five-seed there. But are they coming apart at the seams? No, we were just looking for stupid stuff to say. We were looking for different angles to kind of pass the time. I got to put it on everybody else. I love what Milwaukee does with Giannis. I think that they've been banged up at the wrong time of the season. And I hope that they're able to continue to go well with Giannis over the time that he's there. And I hope that he's there for a good long time. The only team that I think, though, that really holds a candle to this Golden State team might be Portland because they seem to be tougher, certainly tougher mentally than anything you're going to find with Houston. And even then, I don't give them a whole great big chance. And I'm working it up over Portland. It's only a 2-1 series lead. Jokic has been fantastic. So I, I just want to respect Golden State for what they are. And I find it outrageous that there's a Houston team there that has the quote-unquote MVP and possibly two-time defending MVP there. And they're more worried about referees. And, of course, as Houston does, they're more worried about everything else except the opponent they're playing. How's that Golden State's fault? It's not. Let me get to Dan in Richmond. Dan, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Uh, Hey, how are you? Hey, Dan. Good. Um, I just wanted to talk about, as far as the refs and the the whole instant replay, I I just, 
I do want to touch on that Saints game that you brought up, but mm-hmm. but real quickly, like it, it, we're just we're getting out of control with it. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. The referees in any sport, and I think the NBA officials take it a little too far, but they are an integral part of the game. Um, you know, and, and and there is that that close call or, or or guarding the plate with two strikes. You know, as a hitter, you have to guard it. The um might give him that that one that just missed the corner, but he might call it a strike. It does add to the game, and yeah. we're getting to a point now where men and women are losing their jobs. And I don't think any call is so egregious that you should lose the ability to feed your family over, okay? So that's why I say, you know, we need to relax with, you know, wanting this perfect game that just – isn't going to exist. And about that Saints game that you spoke about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody knows that wide receivers are the biggest prima donnas ever. <laughs> every time every time that they don't even get fouled, what are they doing? Jumping up, throwing their hand up, throwing, where's the flag, where's the flag? If you go back and look at that call, that, that running back that came out of the backfield, even after the hit, he jumped up and ran back to the huddle. So he didn't even think it was – he thought it may have been a clean hit. It was only with the instant replay and the 50 frame per second that we saw, you know, that, that it was a blow. Well, I, I, I saw, well, I, I got to tell you, and Dan, thank you very much for the call. It, the, the, the play that happened with Nikel Roby Coleman, that was pretty egregious. I mean, that was before the whole stadium erupted over that. Everybody on TV erupted over that. They couldn't believe that there was no flag thrown. Yeah, that was a pretty bad error. My problem is is that how do you make yourself a victim because of the refs when you have an entire overtime? And so many people want to play the blame game. Well, we could always go back if we really wanted to to the first quarter. So there's always going to be an answer for those who feel that they got it ripped away. For fans, there's a difference. Fans can blame the refs all they want to. But for the actual teams, I thought that that was ridiculous. And I think it's the same thing that we're seeing with Golden State and Houston coming up later on tonight. And I think Golden State learned that lesson. I brought up 2016 what happened with the unraveling of the Golden State Warriors in 2016? Draymond gets teased. Steph Curry throws his mouthpiece. Their refs are in their heads. The Cavaliers are starting to get calls, as you're going to get in an NBA Finals. The Cavaliers are starting to get calls. It's starting to feel like the ball is rolling out of control. And they started to focus on two things. Not just the Cavaliers, which they should have, but also the referees. And they have learned over that time to hear Draymond Green Say what he said. Do we have that clip again? Do we have the after game one clip? Tom, see if we can find it and then give it to me. To hear Draymond Green. Listen to Draymond Green right here. Is that what this game is coming to? That, you know, the talk is going to be about foul calls? Like, I love the game of basketball. So, um, you know, it was fun out there tonight. Like I said, they let us be physical. They let us play the game of basketball, which I enjoyed. I ain't really worried about a technical foul. Draymond Green knows damn well who's been teed up in the postseason. He knows damn well what he's doing. They've learned the lesson. It was a hard lesson to learn in 2016. They've learned it. You have to have a singular focus. Your singular focus is the Houston Rockets. For Houston, and this is why I've just never taken them seriously, they're always focused on something else. It's the refs. It's what other other adversity. They just never seem to be interested in the opponent they're playing. From last year to this year, when they had a shot against Golden State, it's always something they're always playing the victim. 
Every time. James Harden. I'm watching James Harden after game one. He's beside himself. You're an MVP. Are you an MVP because you, you make those type of plays and you get those type of foul calls during the regular season when they're not going to allow them? They decided in game one. Are you adjusting the way you play just to see if you can get some foul calls there? Because that's not what an MVP does. An MVP is a guy who's dominant enough that he takes a team and he puts them on their back, or he has a little bit of help, but mostly he puts it on his back, and he takes that team and he takes them to new heights. That's an MVP. An MVP isn't a guy who sits there and whines and moans and complains because he's not going to sit there and get a foul call every single time he touches the ball. An MVP is not a guy who's going to adjust the way he plays to try to get a foul call instead of trying to take on an opponent. That's not what an MVP does. You watch some of the best. You're not an MVP if you're doing that. If you're adjusting the way you are and you're not able to overcome, are you an MVP? Russ, nope. James last year, got to start wondering. Steph, absolutely. Guys had to take him seriously. Kevin Durant, you bet your ass. And honestly, maybe even approaching LeBron where he becomes the all-time MVP. Where every time, what's this team able to do without Kevin Durant? What's that team able to do without LeBron James? Where we say, yeah, we we have the best overall stats overall for the season. So, so so-and-so gets the MVP. But really, it's LeBron who gets the MVP. We're starting to do that with Kevin Durant. And I see James Harden. And boy, there's some gaudy stats. And I know they're right there with Kevin Durant's in the first two games. I got it. I know the rebounds are the same and the whole shebang. Got it. I know that. But if you're going to sit there and focus on refs, Golden State's already won this series. Hopefully I'm wrong tonight for you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm just not going to sit there and listen to guys complaining and moaning about the cops on the floor when you have an opponent that you have to beat and you're supposed to be championship material, just give Golden State the trophy now. Coming up next, Jeff Risden going to join us. NFL Draft USA Today, Browns, Lions, Wire. We'll talk about the 2019 draft. Who's really better? And who needs to be on notice as we get set to start the NFL season in a couple months? It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 